Podcast. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about husbands, murder, corporate America, and finance. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to talk about murder. Just murder. Just that could have been the name, Just Murder. Just, yeah. No, that's boring, though. We went through some very bad names before we got to the one. I think, so... We only... It only took a week. It took a week, actually. Yeah, you're right. But we were watching Criminal Minds. I think it's just still the best moment ever. We're watching Criminal Minds, and then they just... The joggers think they see a mannequin in the intro, you know, and... And I'm just like, it's never a mannequin. And you just like point and yell at me. That's it. That's the name. That's a beautiful I way to find the name. It was fate. It was pure fate. What was fate to me is the next morning when I got up and I looked for all the domain availability and it was beautifully available everywhere. I wanted to cry tears of real joy mm-hmm. because not only did we find a bomb ass name that actually like means something to people who are into like true crime. It was also available everywhere we needed it to be available. And it's just, it really, it's true that it really never is a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. And we it always, never is. thinking back, we always said stuff like that. Like whenever we go for our walks and we went like, you know, walking down the street a ways and we were like in that kind of wooded area a few weeks ago. And I told you, I was like, well, if we ever think we see a mannequin, it's never a mannequin. Like we've been saying this for a while. So mm-hmm. it actually was like, perfect. also we go on walks frequently when it's not blizzarding outside because we're neighbors being neighbors i think has made my lifespan longer because i think i'm happier (laughs) and so (laughs) i fully expect to live a longer life i saw a ted talk on that that if you live close to friends that you, you have a longer life expectancy i agree with that um if you don't play monopoly and you're neighbors with your friends you i do see that happening but the stress of Monopoly could with, kill you with people who are very competitive um, is diabolical. There was a lot of screaming at our house last night. <laughs> There's a, a lot, lot of alcohol induced screaming. A lot of screaming. No deal. No deal. Anyway. Or I'm waiting for a deal. Lots of people passed on deals until we all went a little mad. Mm-hmm. So... This is the trailer where I guess we announced that our first episode is releasing March 1st and we were going to try to keep to the sequence of Mondays because we know Mondays suck. Maybe we could call them Mannequin Mondays. Ooh. Is that brilliant? Maybe. Did we just come up with something brilliant? Hashtag Mannequin Mondays? Mannequin. Wait. Just Mannequin Mondays. Manic and Monday. Is that the... Mannequin Monday. That has to. Be, oh my god, we're recording that later for sure. <laughs> That's definitely the theme song. You oh. can play creepy piano music in the background, it's and I'll creepy. just just another mannequin Monday. <laughs> You're not singing that. No, I'm not gonna sing it. We'll find someone far more talented. We'll find someone with a really deep voice to do it. Just During these quarantine times, that might be difficult. Yeah, I don't know. Can you come to my house, stranger with a deep voice? That actually sounds like we are asking to that's be murdered. How, that's <laughs> how it happens. Woman slain in her home looking for singer with deep man voice. <laughs> I just want a man with a deep voice like all women do. I invited him into my home. He sounded like Morgan Freeman. 
It's too trusting. Morgan Freeman taught us to trust men with deep voices, and mm-hmm. it's really a danger. Yeah, I'll I will take one for the team and sing Mannequin Monday. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll do the piano music, and you can do the you can do the sad, um, the sad creepy weepy My voice. My favorite mannequin. <laughs> Just totally get a cease and desist right off the bat as soon as we start this. <laughs> Just go straight for the for the copyrights. <clears throat> I think. I'm sorry. I'm just like clearing my throat every five seconds it's negative 20 outside so that's fine <laughs> it's okay oh we should preface this by saying i was i assume many listeners will be in our state where mm-hmm. we reside and if this comes out in march there will be no more snow most likely oh no this is the trailer this is coming out like soon oh wow so everyone's everyone's enduring the snow apocalypse slash winter wonderland the winter wonderland that is outside anyway we should we should talk about ourselves and what we're gonna do podcast about (laughs) i think also uh we we said we were gonna do like the closest like true crime story that we've personally experienced Ooh, well Oh, yeah, that is true, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's true. I... You have way cooler ones than I do. I just have the one. I mean, technically you have two. But... Two? No, that one I didn't personally experience. Other people in my life experienced that one. But still, that makes you one degree away. I have no it's... personal, really close, true crime. You have your your crazy house you grew up in. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Courtney grew up in the hood. I did grow up in the hood. I feel like when I tell people that, like when I meet people and they get to know me and I say, oh yeah, I grew up, you know, in the hood. They're just, they don't believe me. They're like, you're just a skinny <laughs> white girl. You don't know anything. You Franzia box wine white girl from Massachusetts. You did not grow up in the hood. But, I mean, it's it's not like I grew up in, like, Compton or something. Or, no. like, in the Bronx. You grew, like, up, you grew up in the central Arkansas equivalent to Compton. No, that would be Pine Bluff. Mm. That's right. That's right. Sorry, Pine Bluff. We'll get I can to those just, murders eventually. I can just see the hate mail coming. Oh, no. Although, speaking of mail, if you do want to send us any stories, any, like... I don't want to call them hometowns. So I feel like that sounds way too much like my favorite murder. And I'm not trying to be like my favorite Even murder. Even though we are huge fans. Huge fans. Not trying to be like them necessarily. But I do love hearing people's stories. I also love... We can call them like listener stories. Yeah. Something. I would say I would open the floor to say I would be interested... It doesn't necessarily have to be murder. What if it was like murder? It could be anything. Yeah. Cults. Cults. Conspiracy oh. theories. Please tell us light, if you grew up in a cult. Oh, God. Light ghosty stories. Yeah, we'll do ghosty stories. Of the stories. equivalent. We probably won't tell them, um, but I would love to hear yours. We might tell them. I mean, we, I don't know, if we get enough, if we get enough volume that we could fill up 20 minutes or 30 minutes of reading time then I don't know we could do like a bonus episode or something Mm. we just but I do the mini sods on my favorite murder are my absolute favorites what if we did like a bonus 
episode like once every two weeks or once a month. So if people do have a story to tell, our email is neveramannequinpod at gmail. <coughs> <laughs> 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 it really caught in my throat. <coughs> oh, God. <sighs> Let's try that again. It's not COVID. I swear to God. It's not COVID. It's just the cold. It's my wine. <laughs> it's never a mannequin pod. Okay, actually, I need to start that over because then it sounds like I'm saying it's never. It's just never a mannequin pod at gmail.com. And if you have to never Google, a mannequin pod at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. And if you have never to Google, a mannequin pod at gmail.com. And if you do have to Google how to spell mannequin, that's okay. I had to do it so much when I was writing. You know, all this. I was wondering if we should change that. No, I think it's good. I had a couple people actually who I know who I followed through the Instagram. Mm-hmm. They DM'd me and told me it was the most badass name for a true crime podcast. And so I feel confident because one of the people who messaged me, she's a professional murderino. Like she is a pro and she said this is the most badass name and I was I felt honored. So I think we need to keep it. I think it's pretty good. Plus I already bought the domains. Yeah. Okay. And it looks really good on sweatpants. Mannequin down the leg. Just mannequin. Never on the ass. Mannequin on the ass. In the juicy font. People are going to say that girl got a mannequin ass. (laughs) Actually tell our, our stories. Yeah, I um, clearly cannot read body language when one person is done talking. <laughs> it's a it's a terrible thing when you're on a Zoom call, especially. I'm always the person who's like, no, 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 you go. No, you go. No, I know I interrupted you. No, 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 you go. I do that too. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. And if you're like not on camera, you really can't tell. You really can't tell who's going to go. You just kind of. Ooh, you know what I hate, which is kind of what we're doing right now. I hate when you're going, like, around the room. They're like, let's go. Let's do a round table. Everyone tell us what you're working on. or inter- Or if you're, like, working with, like, an agency or something. And they are introduce like, Introduce hey, yourself. Introduce yourself from this said team. And you're like, okay. It's, like, the one time where I try to, like, speak up above everybody. And someone was always, we talk at the exact same time. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I want to talk first. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. My name is Courtney. I do this every day. Okay. Do they ask you about the fun fact? What's a fun fact about you? I can't think on my feet like that. Oh, well, I have been asked in corporate world a fun fact about me so many times. And I'm like, they don't teach you this in college or high school. They never tell you the number one thing you got to think on your feet about whenever you get older and you get a job. What's a fun fact about you that is professional, but also fun enough that we're a little interested in you and you don't blend into the masses. Or in college, they're like, tell us two truths and a lie. Yeah, no one They do icebreakers. I hate icebreakers. Icebreakers happen for the rest of your life. I feel traumatized by icebreakers. Oh, after college icebreakers, I have a written, like, I know, I I told you, I have two truths and a lie (laughs) down. Like, I have a written thing about it because i can't do icebreakers i hate them so much tell us your two truths and a lie okay two truths and a lie i'm left-handed i was attacked by a lion as a child i play violin i already know what you're i know because i explained to you my system no one ever gets my two truths and a lie audience if you want to write in and tell me what you think my two truths and a lie are go for it well don't give them hints i'm not i'm saying like we should 
disclose it at a later date maybe next episode maybe on the instagram yeah on the first episode i'll disclose my two truths and a lie so people will listen to the trailer mm-hmm. let's we'll let's tell our stories i wouldn't call them hometowns but i would call them our brushes with true crime mm-hmm. do you want to go first you want me to go first i oh <laughs> the dog just hit their head i get the vibe you want me to go first so you can think about yours i mean i i know mine oh you okay you go first then okay so, like Lindsay said previously, I grew up in the hood, which basically means in the 50s and 60s, my neighborhood was, like, really nice. Like, everyone that in the town – oh, we also grew up in the same town, sort of. Oh, yeah, we kind of did. Um, anyway, so um, in the 50s and 60s, everyone wanted to live in my neighborhood. It was up and coming. It was really nice. And then I don't know what happened if it was, like – the 80s or the 90s the cocaine i don't know what happened but everyone blames everything on the 80s and i'm really curious because we didn't live through the 80s but i also think all the older people in my neighborhood kept the neighborhood nice and then they and then they died and then a bunch of new people moved in and then the price the price dropped i don't know anyways the 80s moved in (laughs) the crack epidemic happened (laughs) um moved in and so my neighborhood really suffered during this time. And so anyway, before I moved into my house, which the house I grew up in was extremely haunted. I can we can do an episode of my house on hauntings. Okay. Yeah. We just talk- just for old time's sake. Old time's sake. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, and so when we moved into my house, my mom was a single mom. And she found this house because it was extremely cheap. Rent was like 200 bucks a month. It was ridiculously cheap. And she was trying to raise four kids. And so we moved into this house. And in the very back of the house, we had this den. It was beautiful. It had like a fireplace, built-in bookshelves. It was really, it was a great spot for how cheap it was. But... (laughs) In the den, we had to put in new carpet, and I didn't really understand why until later on, but I do remember seeing an extremely large, like, maybe five by two bloodstain, but when I was younger, I didn't know what that was. That's huge. That's homicide. That's not, oh, you know, I skinned, I I cut something, and then I touched, no, 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 someone died. I don't know how this person died. I assume they would died because there was so much blood, but um, there was a giant blood stain, and you lived with that ghost for the rest of your childhood. Yep, good times. Um, but we can talk about that more later. Which my husband was a non-believer, but then he became a believer when he came to my house. I can't talk about your childhood ghost stories before bed. We'll do it in the morning. We'll do it like on a weekend morning. We'll do it. We'll and do we'll, a nice we'll Sunday wait. brunch morning podcast. We'll, we'll we'll give it time. Also, the computer is about to die. Oh no. Okay. Okay. And we're back. We're back after a short charger incident. Anyway, and so wait, are we still playing? We're still recording, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, and my second story, since my first one is very short, and I don't have any factual evidence except for a stain. Um. So, like I said, my neighborhood was really um, brutal. And before we moved into my house, I think this happened in the 70s. And we learned it because one of my parents' friends had lived in that neighborhood for a very long time. 
and they lived in the city for a very long time that I grew up in, and my parents did not. We were generally new to the city. Um, anyway, and so the house diagonal for mine was this really cool stone house. So no one really lived in this house for very long. People would maybe live in it for a year max, and they move out, and then a different family would move in, and then they move out. And it was kind of like a running joke that it was haunted because no one could ever stay there long enough. (laughs) Well, my parents' friend told them, parents as in like my mom and my ex-stepdad, they were told that something happened at that house, like a drug deal or something. And the guy who was murdered, and then they drug his body outside put a couch over it, and then set the couch on fire and left him there. Did you see the couch fire? No, this is before I lived there. This was probably like the 70s, 70s 70s or 80s. Oh, that's why it's haunted. It's definitely haunted. I know. Well, I know that now, but for a long, for before I knew that, I was like, it must be haunted. And then I learned that story and I was like, oh, that house is definitely haunted. Oh yeah. He stays there. By a sad, burnt up soul. He's also probably mad about his couch. (laughs) And just his body. His body, his couch. A yeah. deal, a deal that went wrong. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was a monopoly deal. <laughs> so they're monopoly, or you know, they were getting close to the eighties. The crack, the crack, the crack abdomen. moved in. I don't know if it's PC for us to talk about crack this way. Oh, but it's fine. Right. We'll we'll listen what? back, or we could say, is it cocaine? Drugs. We'll just drugs. say drugs. The drugs moved in. I, no one denies that the eighties were full of drugs. I feel like that is like very open oh yeah that was like when people talk about the 80s what i was saying like what happened in the 80s you guys it sounds like a bad time i i've never heard anything great about the 80s i think it was a great time but that's just me (laughs) depending on who you were i I was not i wasn't alive then i wasn't either i think it depends on how much money you had in the 80s if you had a good time or not maybe how how much were you getting away with basically Mm mm-hmm Okay, I guess I'll tell mine. Yeah, you go next. Mine does not tell take- us. Tell us your your story is a million times better than mine, and I live to hear it. Every time you you've told me like it, I've heard it come from your mouth twice, and I'm very excited to hear it's it my, a third time. It's my best brush with true crime, and by best I mean awful. You guys know what we mean. So I used to work um, before I worked for the same company Courtney does. I used to work for um, a city like a city government that's like a little north of here, like a smaller city. I'm not going to name this city because this was, this was too recent. So basically, um, I used to work for a smaller city north of here. And when you have a small city, everything is located in the same place. So City Hall, where I worked, was also located as the police station and the fire station and just everything. So my last day at the city, actually, I had become really good friends through my time there uh, with the fire chief. My last day of the city, I went over to the fire chief to tell him bye and that I was really going to miss working with him, all the good things. He had been fire chief there for like 20 years. So I get in his office. He looks, I mean, he looks like someone mugged him. He, the look on his face, his face was white. He was sitting there with his hands like over his head, like he was in deep thought, came into his office and I was like, oh, hey chief, how's it going? Like you look you look upset. I used to go and sit in his office and talk for hours. And I was like, I've never seen him like this. Go in. I talked to him. He said, we got a 2 a.m. call last night. I was like, oh, which is not unusual for a fire chief. He said, yeah, we got a 2 a.m. call. And he said, and it was the weirdest scene I've ever come across in 20 years of being 
in the fire department. It's like, what do you mean? And you got to keep in mind too, this community that we're talking about is a retirement community. So it's mostly older folks. But over the past few years, younger folks have moved in, different kind of like people from out of state have moved in. It's, it's changed. The, de- de- the demographics have changed dramatically in even two years. So he, um, he tells me that they get this call at 2 a.m. about a house fire from a man. Man calls 911, says, uh, the house is on fire. Um, I think there's a person inside. You need to get here quick. Here's the address. Hangs up before the operator can ask anything. Fire, fire shows up, police show up, everyone shows up, medics, they're not sure what they're going to find. They find this house completely engulfed in flames, and they send men in to search for a, a potential live victim. Don't find anybody. They do testing at the scene later and find out that no one was in the house, no bodies, no human anything was in the house. Um, so the house pretty much burns to the ground, like there's nothing they can do. They do more investigating, find out... Mm-hmm. This house was, it was arson. Somebody doused it basically in gasoline, like completely covered it, set it on fire, whole shebang. Uh, there's a truck with no license plate in the driveway and they decide to investigate in the morning more about the property. So they go to look in the backyard behind this charred, burned house and the backyard is fenced in by spikes like, like spokes, like giant poles with like spikes at the top. And on top of every spike is a baby doll head. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> in the middle of it's the yard. Nightmare. In the middle of the yard is a child-sized grave. The police determined it to be probably about the size of a 10-year-old. Nope. With a cross. Nope. And a plastic tiara hanging on the cross. I... I'm sorry. And I hate it so much. Can we agree that anything with dolls and child-sized graves plastic are tiaras? Awful? Yeah. So, um, awful. here's where it gets a little a little terrible about bureaucracy. Basically, the police of the city come in and they're like, "We're about to dig up this whole backyard." Well, unfortunately, including that's... Including the child-sized grave. Yeah, they're about... They're like, we got to dig this up. We're getting cadaver dogs in here. Like, we got to figure out what's going on. Unfortunately, that's when they found out that they had no jurisdiction on that house. That house was actually literally across the street from the city line. So that meant that the county had jurisdiction. The county sheriff shows up about that time and says, we're not touching anything. Rope it off. We're leaving. Would not dig it up. What makes it worse? So the city police decide they're going to do their own little investigation, even though they can't dig out the yard. They start going around to the neighbors and asking about who lived in the house. Because obviously they're like, we found a truck with no license plate. We found a house with no person. What in the world? And they also want to find out who made the 911 call. They go to the next door neighbors. The next door neighbors say, oh, yeah, it was a single man in around his 40s, 50s. He never hardly spoke to anyone. And, uh, yeah, that's his truck. And they said, well, where is he? And they're like, we haven't seen him since, like, before the fire. And so they play the 911 recording from the neighbors, and they confirm. Did you hear it? <laughs> no, I did not get to hear it. It was an open investigation. No, but they played the 911 recording for the neighbors, and they confirmed that it was him. He called in his own house fire, and they had determined after the investigation that it was arson that set the house on fire, and he left his truck. So they don't know. Basically, the yard was never dug up. 
uh, the site was basically cleared and the land was sold by the county. And uh, yeah, and that's the end of it. I, I mean, that was my last day at the city. I never found out anything else. But the fire chief was, he was so shook up. He said that even walking like on the property, he said he just had goosebumps the whole time. He said it was the absolute, he felt like pure evil was there. And he's been a fire chief for 20 years. I don't know why people didn't really, really push and fight to dig it. He tried to. So he, I, last I heard was he did put in a a special, like a special request and say, we need to trench this yard and get, or at least get a cadaver dog. They never did. I think it's weird too, because as far as I know, it never made the news. It was very hush hush. Also, where did the guy go? He didn't take his truck. They were never able to identify where the truck came from. I, who it belonged to, if it had been stolen. They never identified it. I would pay... M- I would bet that he... There are bodies in that yard, obviously. Oh, yeah. Something, something bad happened there, for there, sure. It's, he's either a murderer or there's severe mental illness that makes him feel like he has to impale baby doll heads onto spike fence posts. He also left... Or he's both. He also left on foot. He's an arsonist. He called it in his own crime. He also left on foot. And so the only thing that could, like, he probably was there. He probably watched them when they all showed up to put the fire out. He was probably in the woods. Well, I actually, oh, oh, I forgot about this. So my boss at the time, when I went back and we were talking about the whole case, she was like, do you want to go drive by it? And I was like, oh, yes. Are you kidding me? So we hopped in her car. We drove by it. And when I tell you, the scene gave me, that was before they cleared it. So I saw, like, the spikes and everything. Man, it was, it was horrifying. It really was. It was like, you could just feel like this. But I Mm -hmm. was so, um, I was so enthralled with like, I really thought about coming and trying to dig it up later in the middle of the night. But then I thought about it and I was like, if he's a revisitor. That is never a good idea. No. You never. No. PSA. Don't do that. No. PSA. Never go back to a crime crime zone. Because they probably revisit. Never go back to a crime scene, especially alone. Even I, with people with you, I wasn't don't that much go. of a murderino at the time. I didn't understand the concept of revisiting. I was just intrigued by it. I feel like even if I didn't like true crime, I feel like I still would not do that. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was bad. I obviously did. It didn't do it because I didn't want to go back. It was so creepy. The feeling like I didn't want to go back down in the middle of the night because I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't. And I was like, also, I was like, would I get arrested if I did? I was like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> So, what if they thought I was involved somehow? Because you were the man. My DNA was there. Somehow it was connected. Yeah. But they never, as far as Aaron I know. Aaron would have never let you do that. No, no, no. He would have never. But as far as I know, like uh, nothing came of it. I... He was never found. I think it's probably a good segue, too, to saying that, like, ours were kind of unsolved, is that we really want to focus on uh, unsolved cases, Jane Doe's, things Mm -hmm. that really need awareness, because what I see in the news, and I love to see these types of headlines, is where a podcast or a blog brings attention to a case, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly it gets reopened. And there's so many cases out there, like, when we were talking about, like, why would we do a true crime podcast when there's, like, a billion of them out there? The more people who bring awareness to a case, the more likely it gets reopened and solved. The more Mm -hmm. eyes that get on anything, and there's just so many cold cases, Jane Doe's out there, that, like, you can never do enough. Since there are so many unsolved cases around where we live um, that maybe don't get the public recognition that they deserve, 
Um, the first couple episodes, we will be focusing on murders, unsolved disappearances that have happened in our state. Mm-hmm. We will venture out eventually, but there are a lot of cases that are very close that deserve more public recognition, and they're just close to us because we're to a point certain degrees removed mm-hmm. from the actual incident. Um, there's murders that have been passed down um, through family members. Mm-hmm. There's been word of mouth. There's also disappearances that were told to us. For being, years, years. Yeah, years that really our parents told us about stranger, stranger danger oh, because God. of... So there's a lot to unpack here. Hold on, I have to. Before we move forward, I have to tell this story about child disappearance. I know the trailer's way longer than we wanted to be, but when I was like 12, I asked my mom if I could walk around Walmart by myself. (laughs) And uh, such an Arkansas thing. I was like, "Can I walk around the Walmart by myself while you grocery shop?" I just wanted to go look at the magazines. Mm -hmm. I wanted to look at the bridal magazines. That's what I really wanted to do while she grocery shopped. So uh, she, instead of saying anything, she made me stand in front of the missing children's poster for 10 minutes. (laughs) I had to sit there for 10 minutes and think about what I asked her. And then she said, do you still want to walk around by yourself? And I was like, I guess not. But yeah. So yeah, we March 1st, tune in for the first uh, real episode. Hope you liked the trailer. And, we uh, will have weekly episodes. We want to keep Monday. it going. Hold us to it. Ooh, we should plug our socials. Oh, yeah. We're on Instagram. Social queens. Social queens. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok because we are young enough to do that. TikToks have not been made, but they will be. They will be. We're working on it. But also, next or Monday, March 1st, it's just another mannequin Monday. <laughs> Yes. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.